Under the Cover Book Review, an Action Coach Podcast, Episode 2, a book review of How to Be Brilliant, presented by John Asquith with special guest Michael Heppel. All right, so good afternoon. It's an honour and a privilege to have the author of How to Be Brilliant on with us today, Michael Heppel. Michael, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, John. I'm excited about being here. I wouldn't expect anything else. I wouldn't expect anything else. So the people that are listening to the podcast or watching the video on LinkedIn, if you haven't read any of Michael's books, where have you been for the last 15 years? Michael is Time's number one bestseller of six books. And today we're going to be focused on one of his titles, How to Be Brilliant. Um, we spoke to the audience that are going to be watching and listening to this, Michael, a couple of weeks ago, and they asked, we asked them some questions about what specifically would they like to, us to ask you. And a lot of them were, where did you get the writing bug from? So when did you decide that you were going to become a writer? Well, I didn't. Somebody decided for me. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't think I would be good enough to write a book. Right. And, um, and I think everybody has that little wedge of doubt inside them. Yeah. I was yeah. always told by um, teachers and various people that I wasn't very good at writing. Yeah. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. You know, not a strong dyslexia, but I have a type of dyslexia, which is a motor dyslexia. So I, I mix things up quite a lot. And um, so I thought recording audio was, was going to be my future. So okay. I started my own personal development business and I recorded a six CD set. You remember those six CD sets? I remember you probably remember six tapes. tape sets. I remember the tape sets, yeah. So I did, um, I recorded this six CD set, which um, I, I really enjoyed putting together. It was, it was called um, How to Be Brilliant. Um, very, very simple ideas, very simple concepts, and loads of passion behind it. And then one day I was very fortunate to meet a guy um, called Sir David Bell. And he, at the time, was chairman of, um, of Pearson Group and also chairman of the Financial Times. And he, you know, he was a very super successful guy. And, and I had a, a, like a mentoring meeting with him. And as a gift, I gave him a copy of the, the CDs. And he was ever so grateful. And he said, Michael, is this a book? And I was like, no, it's just an audience. He said, it should be. I want to introduce you to um, our top publisher, a lady called Rachel Stock. I didn't know anything about Rachel at the time. But, you know, when you go to WH Smith's and you see those top 10 business books. Yeah. At that time, six out of the top 10 were Rachel's wow. title. So it kind of gives you an idea about how super successful Not a bad writer, um, then. she was. Not a bad yeah. writer. And it's, it's a pretty, pretty good. And I met Rachel in um, Leeds in um, the Malmaison Hotel and I pitched her this idea of doing a book but I had no idea whether I could actually write it or not and she got really excited about it she was I love it I love the title I love the concept I love what it's all about and um, and by then I'd got into my head you know that if I'm going to get a book published I'll have it done by the end of this year and this was Easter it was the Thursday before Easter and Rachel said look the only slight challenge is we're very busy. It's 18 months from when we get an agreement to publication date. And I was like, no, no, no. If we're going to do it, we need to do it sooner than that. I want it done by the end of this year. And she said, well, it's a pity that the manuscript isn't ready. Because if you had your manuscript ready, we've had a pub, uh, an author who's missed his publishing slot. You could have had that one. And I just came up with a complete lie. And I went, yeah, it's written. <laughs> and she was like, Really? You, ha you haven't mentioned that. I was like, no, 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 it's done. It's, it's all written. It's complete. And she was like, well, I wish you'd said. 
Um, well, could I have the manuscript by Tuesday? I was like, yeah, no problem at all. So I got in the car and I drove about 50 meters, you know, gave Rachel a wave, pulled over, rang Christine. I said, cancel everything. We are <laughs> writing a book this weekend. And, and that's what we did. So it, we just basically turned the audio and various other things into the, the book. And when the 10th anniversary edition of How To Be Brilliant was published, I confessed in the front of the book the lie that I told. And I thought, before I do this, I owe it to Rachel just to say what I'm going to do. So I gave her a quick call and I said, look, if you remember that meeting, I told a little bit of a lie and um, I said that it was written and, and it wasn't really. And she looked me in, in the eye and she said, Michael, of course I knew you hadn't written it, but I also knew that you would. And I think that's the major thing. Lots of people, um, especially in business, you know, the majority of people that are going to be watching this or listening to this are going to be people that run their own business. And often we get stuck in the mindset of, I can't, possib quite, can't possibly do that, versus yeah. saying yes and working out how you can after. Well, that was the key thing. It was, it was one of those things. It went from being a should to a must <laughs> very quickly. The moment and, that you um, commit to doing something like that, you've got no option other than to get it done, right? Absolutely. And, and when it came, I mean, she was really massive action as well because we had to get this slot. So she read it all in two days, sent it back to me. This is the old days when we used to send it backwards and forwards in the post with wow. literally editor's red pen. They used to write on it in red pen. And every single page had comments on, had lines through stuff. It was like getting a... You know when I used to write the essay, um, what I did during the summer holidays. I never and put mine thought, in, Michael. I never did you, mine. I know. I you, got you, by the dog. I know, but you can you can imagine you do that essay, and then, and then you would have like a, a brilliant professor of English would market. It was like that. I had this top editor, and I'm a pretty poor writer, um, but she raised my game. That's what it did. It was like having the guts to do it putting yourself out there first of all and saying you know what I'm, I'm going to do it and then having somebody who would who would say to you look at the moment it's good but it's not brilliant and if you want to write a book called how to be brilliant then come on let's get cracking with it and let's make something brilliant so we did so after um, an interesting meeting in a hotel in Leeds all of a sudden you've got a publishing deal you're publishing a book which then goes on to be a Sunday Times bestseller well, yeah, I mean, I'll let you into a secret, John. If my if my mum and two other people wanted to buy it, that would have done me because all I wanted was to get my name on the front of a book. It was like that, it, yeah, it's an ego thing, but also that was the goal. I actually drew a picture of a book with my name on the front and that's all I wanted. But then an interesting thing happened. It, it went it went into the top 10 business books in the UK. And again, if that had been there for a week, I would have been absolutely cock-a-hoop. But it stayed there for two years and four months. And wow. and it was the most extraordinary thing. And you know, now you can see behind me, most of those there are the international editions of How to Be Brilliant. You know, That's twenty seven twenty seven different Yeah, it is brilliant. Twenty seven different languages. And the the school teacher who wrote on my last school report, the English teacher, Michael will never do anything with the English language. That's what she wrote. My final school report, the one I meant to give to teachers. That same school asked me back to do prize giving a couple of years ago. So I took all these books that you see behind me. I took big piles of the different international versions of them. And I, I read out this last school report. And I said, sometimes teachers don't see in you what you can see in yourself. And I kind of did the classic, you know, prize giving motivational bit. And I said, but this teacher... Obviously, she's retired now, 
um, she's called Miss Lumsden, and all the kids are all shouting no. out, she's still here. And I was going, no, no, she couldn't be. She was really old then. And they were like, she's still here. She's sitting <laughs> over there. And oh, that is brilliant. Of course, I knew. I knew she was still there. I just couldn't, couldn't resist it. You know, one thing so that, that a lot of authors really struggle to get across is their personality when they're writing books. I'm, yeah. I'm really fortunate to have watched on stage a few times now. One thing that the audience always leaves with is they're um, empowered to go and be brilliant. And you, you really get that across in the book. And I think you mentioned it earlier earlier on where it's, it's sort of simple stuff, but it's put together in such a way. I mean, um, it makes it really easy to read, but more importantly... For the best books, it's it's easy to do. Yeah, and you can, we can all write a really difficult book, which sounds great, but in in practicality, doing something about it is difficult. Um, yeah, but you write in such a way where it's all about let's get this done, let's action this now, and let's really make a change. Yeah, well, they've always been my favourite books to read. You know, I, I started to read loads of books, uh, personal development books. I once had this promised to myself I would read a book a week for the rest of my life and I did that for years I don't do it now but I did for many years and I remember some of them I would get to the end and my head would be absolutely battered you know I was like I'm not even sure what I'm meant to do now and then others you would read and it'd be like page after page of just do that just do it test that out try that out and and that's what I want to get over because I'm up for an easy life. <laughs> I want I want to I want to read something do it and it makes a difference. All right, so you let's know? go on to that because lots of people will say this book's for everybody and it's really not. So, no. who do you think would get the the most value from reading Hair to be Brilliant? I think it's people who are dissatisfied with where they are, where they've got this thing where they go I know there's more. Um, I, I'm doing quite well. I'm doing a good job. There's no doubt about it. I'm good. You know, I'm not in the depths of despair. I'm not, you know, oh, I'm not living in, in, a, in a bin bag or anything like that. I'm doing quite well. I want to get better. What's the little things that I can do that will accelerate me up to the next level? Right. And, and I think also it's, when I say about how to be brilliant, it's about you also need to know what you want to be brilliant at. Right. Because sometimes people will say, well, I want to be brilliant at everything. Well, that's not my book. You know, choose choose three things to be brilliant at. You know, if you're a parent, there's your first one done for you already. Absolutely, yeah. You know, being a brilliant parent, that's a big job. That's a, that's the biggest job. You know, and then if you're in a relationship and you have, do you want to have a brilliant relationship? Yeah, that leaves you with one. So people say to me, oh, do you want to, do you want to be a brilliant author? No. Because <laughs> if, I, if I want to be a brilliant author, all I would do... 24 hours a day is think about writing yeah, and I don't so I want to be a really good author I want people to enjoy my stuff but I'm not a I'm never going to be a John Grisham because that's all he does he just writes you know the thing I want to be brilliant I want to be brilliant at presenting I want to be brilliant at impacting people's lives in a live setting that's that's my brilliance bit the books are the, the bonus ball the brilliant thing about you Michael and I love I love it every time that I speak to you I always end up saying brilliant about a hundred times <laughs> and you don't realise it until about a week later and if people go to say do you realise how many times you say brilliant um, <laughs> is you, you coin so many phrases and you don't even realise when you're doing it there's so much that anyone could have taken out of that little I'm going to call it a ramble that 90 second ramble that we just had there's yeah. so much that somebody can take from that um, so thanks ever so much Last thing before we get wrapped up, let's talk about uh, the book itself. 
Yeah. So if somebody was, we're going to post a link below on the podcast uh, and on LinkedIn and Facebook and all the other channels that it's going to go out on. I think it's going out on Instagram as well or a link on Instagram uh, about where to buy it from. What what can the uh, what can you expect reading that? Talk us talk us through the journey of the book. Oh, do you know what was interesting? Because I knew we were doing this today, so I thought last night I thought I'd better read it again. <laughs> I thought I'd better have a little look, see what we're up to. So if um, so, that's 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 the one you want, right? The most up to date version. Yeah, it's that's the the tenth anniversary edition, and um, and I think basically the the book takes people on a journey. So first of all. If you're going to read it, get a pen and scribble all over it. You know, write inside the book. Don't be precious with the book. Use it as a workbook as much as a something that you're going to read and be inspired by. Uh, and what it does, it, it imagine building a, a building. So the so step one's the foundations, and we do um, a very old. I certainly didn't invent it. Um, a very old technique in personal development called a wheel of life, which loads of people will have done before. But I often say to people, you know about the Wheel of Life? And they say, yeah, I know all about it. When was the last time you did one? And it was like three years ago. So it's good to reset and do your Wheel of Life and see where you are right now. And then there's a challenge not to fix the whole wheel, just to fix one or two areas. So that's, that's phase one. The, the next step is to look at highly successful people leave tracks they have characteristics there's things that they do again and again so we study some of those characteristics and kind of focus on five key characteristics and it's a no difference between positive thinking and positive action it's about how to get out of your comfort zone um you know that that type of stuff and then and then from there we say okay now you've got this foundation you've got these five pillars what are we going to build on there so it's like where do you want to get to what are your goals what's life about for you and and it's not about saying oh you know i, I want to have these huge goals i want to be multi-millionaire i want to do this i want to do that i want to drive a ferrari because that's somebody else's goals it's what's important to you and really understanding what's important finding those goals and then linking it with a strong value system that helps you to get there so i, I in the book i say values are right up there with oxygen if you've got the right values, you can live on those values. You make better decisions with those values. So it's getting people to really understand what their values are, not what somebody else's are, not what somebody believes you should have, but your values and live in those core values. And then we do something about discovering what's your life's question. And so this is the question that you ask yourself more in any day than anything else. Uh, John, I've met people whose life's question is, what's for tea? I mean, what's for tea? Hey, look, That's what they question. think about. It's a, yeah, it's a good question, but it's not a life's question. And then and I've got other people who think, um, you know, they think about what can go wrong. They're always thinking about what could go wrong. Some people, they're always thinking about what's next rather than being in the now. So we get people to redesign their question and to think about that question and to learn a question the same way as you would learn any behavior. And, and if that question's linked with what you want to be brilliant at, suddenly now the things are lining up and like we're on a journey we're on a track towards being brilliant next step is to say well we're not going to wait for you know years to do this we're going to do it in 90 days I mean, that's the subheading it's change, change your ways, your ways in, 90 in, days. In, in 90 days yeah and 90 days is a perfect time scale because it's long enough to be able to do things it's short enough that it's a campaign correct you know, and you'll, you'll have done things in your life. You'll have done stuff with business. You'll have set up events. You'll have coached people. You'll have helped people. And in 90 days, they've transformed 
what they do in their lives. It's really so that important nin- that because there's so many people that it's 24 hours to do this and it's just not enough time to get change. It's really not. No, absolutely. So 90 days, it's a good, good length of time. Create the plan on what you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds a bit dull, but you do need a plan. Yeah, um, and then and then we've got some little bits of secret sauce. So how do you do it faster? How do you get other people involved? What are the four magic words to use so that if you use these four magic words, people will want to help you. They'll be almost falling over to help you. And it's really important to use the exact four words. So we, we kind of do that. And then at the end, it's saying, well, realistically, what can go wrong? Because we all have these situations where things go wrong, stuff gets in the way, you know, maybe your family members aren't supporting you, maybe maybe you've suddenly realised, my goodness, I'm in the wrong job for doing this, maybe um, you have a personal crisis um, with your confidence. So we kind of realistically say, well, what can go wrong, and here's the solutions. Yeah. And in the very end of the book, we have a few inspirational stories about how people have used how to be brilliant in their own lives. Uh, That's it's, it. It's, it's a must read. It's an absolute must read. So anybody, oh, thank that, you. I think a lot of people that listen or watch this are people that have already read the book. Um, yeah. But there'll be lots and lots and lots of people that just haven't, never even heard of it. How they've never heard yeah. of it, I don't know. But if you've never, if you've never read that, but it's one of the must top shelf books to read. And oh, uh, thank I, you. I'd really like to say thank you ever so much for being part of um, Under the Covers. We did consider getting a bed. And just saying, here's Michael, but we thought that would be going a bit too, too far. I would have done that. I know you would have. When, when somebody suggested it, I thought, out of all the people that we're going to be speaking to in the next few weeks, Heckle will be up for that, you know. <laughs> Why uh, not? So thanks ever so much for being part. You have imparted so much wisdom on the listeners and the viewers today. I don't even think you'd, you'd realise it. So thank you ever, ever so much for giving us your time. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show, John. Thank you, Michael. And until next time, uh, that was Under the Covers with John and Michael today. So we'll see you next time.